you have a witty and interesting opening? Well, uh, maybe the backstory of how I came to find your ass slumped out on the roof uh, of my apartment building. I got a little bit worried uh, about you. We went out to have a brisket, which is what you should do on uh, sunny days in San Francisco. And things may have gotten a little bit out of hand. And I couldn't find you last night. And I didn't worry about it that much until this morning. I didn't find you. And I thought that your parents and your family and your cousins and relatives and people over in that strange country where you come from might be slightly miffed if you didn't return. And I was very happy to find you. And just to uh, prove it, you videoed it. <laughs> that that didn't proof that I did it. I had to I had to suffer. It was too <laughs> it was too damn hot to be up there too long. Now what was the phrase? Shoot. Uh, it better be short, it's too darn hot. <laughs> there we go. It better be short, it's too damn hot. That's this week's title. <laughs> So, we're on Sunday the 18th, we're week, nine days past Dub Dub. Every other podcast in the universe has done their uh, Dub Dub retrospective. I've listened to a, uh, a number of them. I think generally people were a big thumbs up for, uh, for Dub Dub in San Jose and just as an event. Um, last time we spoke, I think it was the last day of Dub Dub, we were in the podcast studio there. Um, and you just had the accessibility review that you've been quite excited about. Um, so you've had a week since then, all implemented? Not all implemented, but a good chunk of it, I will say. Um, it was very, very easy to do it because I knew what to do. And as I was explaining to a colleague, somebody who actually works on the web team, is that it takes the same amount of engineering effort to, to, to do any amount of accessibility work. But the trick is to knowing what to do and when and how and to learn a couple of tricks. Um, some of the things that we ran into problems with uh, is that we use icon fonts all the time. So we, well, we have a complete icon font, so we don't, we don't ship any uh, bitmap images in our app. Um, and that's nice because they look crisp at all sizes and they're very easy to deal with. Um, but you have to forget you you forget that they don't describe themselves, and uh, so there was a section where, for instance, we do the the, the thumbs up rating that hadn't been uh, made accessible. It was really embarrassing, um, so that got fixed. Another thing, which is uh, perhaps a little bit less obvious, but you always have to remember that just because you can't see it doesn't mean that voiceover can't. Um, and that's that's a pretty common mistake I think people make is that they will hide it. Well, they they will visually hide a view, but they'll do it by, for instance, setting its its you know a size constraint to zero, for example. And so it's still visible, and so it's really obnoxious when you are using the the voiceover cursor and, and swiping through, and then it lands on a completely empty item. And it's the tendency can be is is to think well when you're looking at it and you can see it, it's like oh yeah, I don't have to worry about it. It's hidden. But in this particular case, there was something I had no idea where it came from. Was uh, one of our display pages, and uh, it was an empty, an empty string, uh, or rather, kind of a, a, a size zero height string, a, a label rather, at, which would normally contain a copyright message string, and it's something that we're required to do for Japan only, which is why I personally have never seen it. Um, but VoiceOver found it, and so when you remove that and then change the order of things, things become a lot better. Um, there was another section that was I was particularly embarrassed on that because I spent a lot of time making it work to begin with and, and totally blew it on the accessibility, and it is a uh, essentially a UI label subclass for containing uh, links. Um, so that, for instance, you show the cast, right? So the the actual names of of, of actors in, in a particular title or directors uh, of a movie, you can tap on them and you see what other work that is there. Um, and uh, I made a, a very embarrassing mistake in that I added items multiple since since basically it's possible to 
you know, take a label and and the API allows you to set links on on any bit of, of text that's within a certain range there. And so uh, during the course of setting up the page, it ends up getting called multiple times and I forgot to uh, not include them in the array. And it was a little bit trickier to do. Um, boy, this is lots of detail. I hope people like this. Um, but in the end, what I ended up doing is just making, you know, checking to make sure that the 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 accessibility container that, you know, refers to a range of text within the, the label I just checked uh, its its frame its, um, to make sure that I wasn't adding it twice. And so then that way, it's very crisp that you arrive on the label. And I set the accessibility label for the, the text label itself to be, for instance, cast, and set it as an accessibility trait of heading so that it's, it gives a, a you know clear idea that the items that follow are all in one particular category. So if it says cast heading, then you swipe to the next one, it will land on a string, uh, which is the name of a person, say, Jim. Jim Carrey, for instance, and then it says it's a link. So people know that they can tap on it or double tap in this particular case to see more information. So what I ended up doing is making a kind of before and after video, and I'll use that as part of an internal presentation because I think uh, when you work at a large company, you can't possibly do all the accessibility work yourself, but you have to make it very easy for, for as easy as possible, I think, for, for other people to do it. And since most of it has to do with knowing how to do it, not you know, knowing kind of what works and what doesn't, I think screen videos of before and after make it very, very clear because it's just blindly obvious uh, when you see that you the cursor lands on something and it's empty or it, it, it you know it changes state and doesn't update so it's not clear what's happened so uh, a, a big chunk done and I felt good about it but there's still quite a bit of work to do um, but since we ship every week you know we just roll out the, the the changes incrementally and make everybody happy I think it's um, you know, that's a good point and I think as a conference itself uh, a little bit of what you've just said was coming through this time as well, that you know, in the past we've had you know, accessibility sessions have very much been about here is how Coco or Coco Touch support accessibility. This is what you need to set. These are the things you need to do. It's been quite a, an engineering view, whereas um, it was, I, I found a lot of the sessions, uh, any, any session on design, for example, this year included accessibility as part of design. But the okay, so this is the toolbox you have. But knowing how to use that toolbox is something that you know is, um, you know, still not always well known. I mean, as a community, we've sort of developed in our understanding of usability and UX over the last you know ten years. And I think you know accessibility is now the next thing on that list that has been around you know on people's minds for a while, but is is in there. So actually showing people how not not technically how to implement it but at the high level of what it means when it's implemented the sort of things you need to be looking for the the type of things you have to understand in order to do it it is sort of like uh, the next step to releasing these tools actually getting used properly so that's really cool that's really good so um i've uh i've been using xcode 9 as my main xcode ever since dub dub um i'm still running it on sierra i haven't installed high sierra yet um i still can't use that name it's uh there we are. Um, and I have to say, it's been good. I think it's crashed once in an entire week, which is probably what 8.3 was doing for me anyway, roughly. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm writing in Swift. Um, we're using, we haven't gone to Swift 4. We're using Swift 3.2 or whatever. So the, the slight upgrade um, that has no change in there. Um, 
And I have to say, Xcode, one of the big things that used to annoy me about Xcode is it would regularly lose syntax highlighting in Swift files, and you'd have to click out of the file and back in to get it. Not done that all week. Editor is silky smooth. The fonts are really crisp. It's a pleasure to read. It's been it's been really, really good. Um, it would, it's been, to be honest, it's not felt like I've been using a, a beta one of a product. It's, you know, it's felt pretty, pretty darn good. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not pushing it. I'm not, you know, doing anything with, I'm literally just using the editor and, um, you know, building and cleaning. I'm, I'm doing no sort of uh, auto layout or any of that sort of stuff. So there could be a whole bunch of issues there that I'm just not aware of. But as a, but as a code uh, writing platform, I've been really, really impressed. And it's, uh, it's working well. Um, I haven't noticed build times be slower um, or faster, to be honest, either. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's not one point in the week have I been tempted to switch back to to 8.3. So um, good job, Xcode team. I mean, I'm guessing you can't use it yet or have you been trying it? Uh, well, we can. Uh, you know, there there are, I haven't, um, I have, other than to have a look at it, but there are enough subtle changes um, that it would it would make problems for our build system because it's not enough for, if there's any incompatibilities, then we have to we have to kind of n- not allow people to, to, to use it all the time. Um, so we have a separate branch, but I hope to, that I think everyone wants to start using it for the exact reasons. It's quite a bit uh, more stable than one would reasonably expect. And you know you have to imagine since Apple themselves have to use it to build it, <laughs> they, they kind of have a, an inspiration to make it work well. Um, one of the reasons I would particularly like to use it is I started uh, using strings dicks, strings dicks. I have to make sure I uh, pronounce that with enunciate that correctly. Um, uh, we were talking about that earlier. Um, so for dealing with uh, quantities. Um, and because there there are plenty of places in the code that, that have that ridiculous thing, say if the count of something is one, use this formatter, and if it's greater than one, use that. And um, so I, I I got to using it, and the problem is is it, well, there's no problem, uh, but it's very tedious. It's again one of these technologies that unless it's really easy to use, people may not want to use it. Um, and editing a strings dictionary in in, in Xcode eight is is kind of uh, not terribly fun because you just have to know all the different raw values and how it's formed. Um, and uh, Xcode 9 is much better, so that's another reason to, to want to use it. So uh, how, how is it better in 9? Is it the UI is better, or is it because you'll be upgrading to a newer library, or, or what's, what's actually working better? It's the UI. It's, the, it's, it's easier to edit. It's a lot, you know, because a dictionary can contain anything, but it has a nicer UI to make it very clear what the, 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 each of the different entries are. Okay, um, my understanding is, and we've been trying this uh, all week, is um, Xcode eight, uh, sorry, Xcode nine makes no incompatible changes to your project. So you can, and, and we did this for a, a number of days. You can easily work in Xcode nine and but still build in eight three um, because it's there's no incompatible. I mean, the, the issue was always is there any incompatibilities in the project file, and is there any incompatibilities in the um, uh, particularly the storyboards or zibs or something like that. Um, to the best of my knowledge, there are none. Uh, Xcode 9 will keep prompting you to upgrade certain um, project settings. But obviously, if you want 8.3 to still be your main build system, you just don't do that. You just put up with the two or three warnings in the thing. But if you just wanted to use it as an editor, as a UI, you should be pretty good. I mean, obviously, I suggest take a copy of code first <laughs> and, and try it. But I mean, for the first, until um, the project I'm on, we made the commitment to use Xcode 9 as our main tool all the time. We were making sure all the time it would rebuild in 8.3 and no, no incompatibilities. And we didn't come across a single thing that did it. So it's... Uh, um, I mean, we've now made certain choices to use uh, Swift 3.2, which is Xcode 
nine only, um, uh, as opposed to three point one. But as long as you're not using any Swift three point two stuff or whatever, then you should be good. You could use your nice shiny new editor without breaking anything. Well, Scotty, you may have made my my day, um, so I'll look forward to that. I will give it a try on Monday. Yeah, um, I had <clears throat> another fun thing happen this week that was good. Uh, uh, I, is uh, there was a there was a bug in in one of the strings in one of the Chinese strings files um, where there was an X the you know uh, before the 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 string for who's watching and so thanks to the the ability to push changes out we could repair that right away before people were saying why is why are you calling me X or X who's watching <laughs> UI glitch. <laughs> Ah, oh, so we we said we keep it short, but is there um, anything else that's come out in this week that you uh, you uh, did it did it did it feel good to be at work after a dub dub? Were you like, I mean, obviously you've been working on the accessibility stuff, but but yeah, was there something of a I'm refreshed about this whole thing because I've just spent a week learning about it and hanging out and being, and I guess you had lots of stuff to do, or was it more of a oh thank goodness I can now get this stuff fixed and move on type of thing. It's a bit of both. I mean, one is that you always are, are tempted to use the new shinies, and there's a hack day coming up, so a lot of us were talking about that. Uh, the, the real letdown, actually, is Saturday was this glorious party for celebrating Netflix's uh, 100 millionth uh, customer. Um, and so that was held on Saturday, and so it was it was a delightful party. And, and uh, among the other diversions was a... a, a a raw bar, uh, so you could have uh, shrimp and 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 all sorts of varieties of oysters, uh, and it was truly fit for Queen Elizabeth, and it was done up in the motif of the 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 Netflix series, uh, the the Crown, and th- there were bunches of other things as well. But uh, I had my hardest adjustment was like going to have lunch and, and saying, "Where's the you know, <laughs> where's the oyster bar? You don't expect me to work in these type of of deplorable conditions." Um, so you know. It, there's a certain camaraderie that you get for hanging out with friends that you know and catching up with things, and that's the thing I miss the most. Um, but it was also nice to, to kind of get some things done. We had deadlines, as always, to to, to get those things going. Um, so that's it. it. It's good to be back, but it's also you miss you miss being able to, to hear Michelle Obama speak on Wednesday, for example, or Tuesday, as it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for me as well, it's been a good week afterwards, been able to... Um, uh, you know, I've stayed here in California to uh, work with a client for for a week. So, been um, unlike normally where I'd be in my own office on my own. It's been been cool having a, a bunch of people to talk about certain things that we're at Dub Dub about, um, you know, what we find interesting, not interesting. Uh, in fairness, I've you know been away from home for eighteen days now. I'm ready to go home. I'm going to go to the airport after some, as soon as we finish recording this. Um, yeah, but it's been good. It's been good. So when people want to. Uh, track you down and get a free consultancy for accessibility, <laughs> where should they be doing it? Uh, definitely you can find me on Twitter as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, and I'm far from an expert. Uh, there are many people who know a whole lot more than me, but if anybody is interested and, and I can help in any way, I'd be very happy to do so. And uh, if people just want to say nice things about me, because I'm no use to helping you with anything, uh, you can get hold of me on Twitter as MacDevNet. And you can get hold of both of us by sending an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co. Well, John, it's been fun hanging out, being in the same time zone. Um, we've actually managed to record a few episodes, which normally we fail miserably when we're in the same time zone. Uh, so it's been good, but um, I'm looking forward to leaving you. Um, just because I need to get home to my family, that's all. Uh, it, it's I will have a small tear in my eye as I depart. <laughs>
did was I in any way convincing as I said that? Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. And until next time, you take care. <laughs> Thank you.